Star Wars 7x7 episode 1263. Today, Jedi business, specifically the business of The Last Jedi. How is it doing? And what's going on with all these critic scores and user audience scores? And is it really coming off as badly as it seems to be from some polls? Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Brian J. Jones, author of George Lucas The Life, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And though Safe Week is officially over and the gloves are off when it comes to talking about any particular plot elements of Star Wars The Last Jedi, I don't envision this as an episode where I'm really going to be getting into any of that stuff. So if it's coming, I'll say something to you about it. <laughs> but for the meantime, I think you can rest assured that even though we're done with Safe Week, this is going to be a pretty safe podcast, all things being equal. Anyway, so one of the things that we've done in the past on the podcast here is talk about the box office results for the Star Wars movies that have been coming out, The Force Awakens and Rogue One before The Last Jedi. And so Monday here on the podcast, we're going to be talking a bit about the box office performance and where it's ranking. A lot of this is helped by the wonderful work of Scott Mendelson, who is a contributor to Forbes.com. And right now, the numbers for The Last Jedi are A, rather remarkable, and B, show a little bit of a troubling trend. On the one hand, I was not alone in saying well before the movie came out that there was no way it was going to best The Force Awakens in terms of its box office. I mean, there's certainly the potential, the history where a sequel has done better than its predecessor, but it's generally not the norm. It's the exception. And considering all the pent-up demand for a Star Wars movie before the release of The Force Awakens, yeah, I didn't see it making the same numbers. And again, I was not alone in that assessment. That being said, the Thursday and Friday numbers for The Last Jedi were second most all-time, and of course The Force Awakens was number one in both of those. But the Saturday and Sunday numbers are actually in fourth place all-time. They come not only after The Force Awakens, but also the original Avengers movie and Jurassic World. So that was a little bit troubling to see. And then when you tie this into the other bit of drama playing out, then you start to wonder what's really happening behind that box office total. The other drama I'm talking about, well, that would have to do with the audience ratings and user scores that various websites are picking up about The Last Jedi. I think this is most evident on Rotten Tomatoes, where the site from all critics has a 93% rating and from top critics has a 96% rating. The audience score is a 56%. And yeah, what is up with that? That's based on 102,000 user ratings. And just to give you an idea of some comparatives, the Thor movie, Thor Ragnarok, had an 88% audience score on 81,000 ratings. And it was rated 92% on Rotten Tomatoes by all critics. Justice League, which was rated 40% from all critics, and even worse, 24% for the top critics, it actually had a 79% audience score, and that's on 116,000 ratings. 
So The Last Jedi getting a 56 audience score. That actually puts it as performing lower than Daddy's Home 2, which got a 58% audience score, despite getting a 19% tomato meter and 15% from top critics. So something weird is going on here, and it may actually be a bit of nefariousness happening. So there's an article on Deadline Hollywood's website, and it is really awesome reading if you're into this sort of thing, which basically talks about how these online user reviews are different from actual exit polls that the various uh, movie chains and uh, movie studios are taking. Here's what it says in the article. It says that it got an A from CinemaScore, which is a company that has this audience survey formula that they nail down. They do the surveys in the first couple of days. And anything getting an A generally gets a 3.6 multiplier off its opening. So if it opened at $220 million for its opening weekend, then you can say the whole domestic run is going to get 3.6 times that amount. And for those of you doing the math at home, that's a cool $792 million in domestic box office, which would put it a cool $32 million above Avatar for second place. And yes, behind The Force Awakens, but you know, we all expected that. The other place that they cite, the other source they cite, is Comscore slash Screen Engine. It says Last Jedi earned an 89% overall positive score and a 5-star rating from moviegoers. And it's comparable to what The Force Awakens earned, which was 90% overall positive, 4.5 stars, and Rogue One, 91% positive, 4.5 stars. The story says, quote, These are scientific, statistically accumulated audience exit polls that studios can take to the bank and which they rely upon to deconstruct various elements of the film's opening. Now, I suppose that you could suggest that people who were not happy with the movie might skip the official exit polls, but I don't see why they would. I mean, why wouldn't they want to make their ire for the film known in any way possible, especially if they're doing things like possibly creating bots that attack Rotten Tomatoes and post a whole bunch of automated negative reviews. And the Deadline Hollywood story cites one page at least there's somebody who has thrown up a page on facebook who is claiming that he or she is the person behind the takedown of the rotten tomatoes audience rating situation that he or she created a whole bunch of bots to attack it and post a bunch of negative reviews that would drag down the audience score one thing i will say though is that you know for all of the critical acclaim that it's getting to you know all of the fiery discussion that's happening on social channels or anything like that one common thread that I am seeing that you know, goes through the middle of these two opposite poles is that when folks go to see the movie for a second time, it actually improves. Their opinion of it improves. And I've found myself to be in this camp as well. And in fact, I've found myself to be in this camp for all three of these new movies, for The Force Awakens, for Rogue One, and for The Last Jedi. You know, I was thinking back to the prequels and, you know, being an adult when the prequels came out. And I wasn't doing a podcast about Star Wars or anything like that. So I didn't have the same level of investment and analysis and all this stuff. And I enjoyed the prequels. When I saw them in the theater, like... I enjoyed them. You know, there was no 
you know, Sturm and Drang about, oh my gosh, they didn't do this or they did that or how terrible or whatever. And yeah, yeah, I had the usual complaints about the prequels like, oh my gosh, Anakin's dialogue was rather stilted and, you know, the whole romantic relationship didn't feel like it was working for me or Jar Jar just really rubbed me the wrong way at the time. And now I'm like, okay, well, it's just Jar Jar, whatever. But overall, in the theater, I enjoyed them. They were wild rides, and they were Star Wars movies. And, you know, it's like pizza, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's not often you run across a bad pizza, and you don't really run across a bad Star Wars movie, in my opinion. Just my opinion. So, much different scenario with these new movies because of the fact, I think, that I'm podcasting about them, and I'm deeply diving into all of these news sources about them. And I think that's part of the culture as well. Even if I weren't doing a podcast about Star Wars, I would still be reading about the stuff going on with it. And, you know, we're just so saturated with media about these movies that I think it's impossible for us to give this movie or any other movie, really, a fair viewing on its first viewing. So, bottom line, unless you're super aggressively against The Last Jedi after your first viewing, chances are your opinion is going to be greatly enhanced with a second viewing. That seems to be the prevailing wisdom on it. And this whole thing about audience scores being awful and whatnot, well, that stuff, as we all know, can be manipulated one way or another. And based on the exit interview tracking that the movie studios and the theater companies are doing, it seems like generally speaking, it's overwhelmingly positive from the reaction standpoint with the audience. So yeah, don't get caught up in all of that people hate it hype. You just, you know, don't worry about all that stuff. Go see it a second time and you see if your opinion changes, okay? And let me know if your opinion changes. I'd love to hear it. So chime in at the comments at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. All right, quick break and then another giveaway of a Force Awakens trivia book. Stay tuned. This podcast is brought to you by Nissan Intelligent Mobility. And I guess the best way you can think about Nissan Intelligent Mobility is to kind of equate it to having an astromech right inside your car, right? You know, the X-Wings will have astromechs, but in this case, it's not going to plot your hyperspace jump for you. What it is going to do, what Nissan Intelligent Mobility is going to do is things like automatic emergency braking and blind spot warnings and Nissan's new ProPilot Assist to keep you centered in your lane. And it begins the journey toward autonomous driving with advanced driver assist technologies. You can learn more about it at sw7x7.com slash NIM. Yeah, that's the initials for Nissan Intelligent Mobility. Once again, that's sw7x7.com slash NIM. Welcome back, and here we go again. <laughs> so, the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book was written by yours truly after having done Force Awakens trivia questions for the better part of a year on the podcast. I collected them all and wrote a bunch more and released it in a 160-page paperback book. And you can get that book for your friends and family, or even for yourself if you want, at sw7x7.com slash TFA. That's TFA for The Force Awakens, sw7x7.com slash TFA. It is on sale at Amazon. That link will take you right there to the page where you can get it for a mere $9.97. What a great holiday gift it would make if I do say so myself. As for winning one, here are the details once more unto the breach we go. So this is for people who are 18 years old and over. It is only U.S. residents and so sorry about that for our international listeners. 
It's happening on Facebook, but it is not endorsed or affiliated with Facebook. And the deal is this. You have to find the Facebook post for this episode of the podcast and comment on it with your answer to the trivia question I'm about to give you. If you are the first with the correct answer, you will win a copy of the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book. Your comment has to be unedited if it has the edited tag on it. It is disqualified and you can only win once. So if you have been the first fastest on multiple days, you will only only win on the day that you are fastest first. Phew. All right. So here is the trivia question. It's question number 525 in the book, and it is this. What sound did we hear in the Force Awakens teaser trailer when we saw Finn on Jakku, and that sound was not in the final movie? Thank you so much for listening, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you give your droids to Jabba the Hutt, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not just a gift, it's destiny unleashed. is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.